Clovercrest Media Group is proud to present season two of Sticky Beak. He threatened to kill her, you know. He said it out loud. He said, I will kill you. She did not believe him. I think the circumstances were dubious about her disappearance because she had run away several times prior. She told me he hasn't told a soul. The man driving the car, whoever he was, nobody's ever said a peep. It was never talked about again, even between the two of them. And I'm not sure those two even saw each other after this. In a no-body case, you generally need time and seclusion to dispose of she told me that he's been lying. He lied about this whole thing. In his own mind, he probably does love her in a way we would consider particularly sick or twisted. But I think in his own mind, he does love her. She felt like she was climbing the walls, which isn't a phrase that a kid would use, but that's what she's telling me. Like she felt like she was almost trapped. She said she was trying to look for a way out. I won't go into detail, but I would say you're hot. Subscribe to Sticky Peak wherever you listen to podcasts. Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax debt line for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. Music, boy, I tell you. Yeah, we just keep on using it. We keep on using it. We paid for it. We are getting our money's worth. Okay? Forever. Forever. All right. So there's that. Um, I am Victoria Lang. I am joined here today with Joe Aguire and Miss Kimberly Chapman. We are so thrilled to have you today. If you can, just tell me a little bit about your podcast. Introduce yourself just so I think the audience can get a better grip on who we are talking to right now, who we're in the presence of, truly. Wow. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored and humbled. Uh, my podcast is unique and different. It's called Wake Up With KC. And I talk about the misconceptions of who we are, why we are here. I talk about limited beliefs, mental programmings, emotional energetic traumas. I also talk about history, science, and spirituality and how they go in tangent together. And if we can just stop and realize and do our own outside the box thinking and realize certain aspects of all those three, we can wake up from a lot, unite and live a more pleasant life. Agreed. I don't, that was very well spoken and I'm so excited to get into this with you right now. So first off, I want to talk about everybody. There seems to be a lot of outrage surrounding Facebook fact checking. I'm sure if you're on any social media platform, some kind of fact check has come up and Facebook in particular is where I've seen the most of it happen. And honestly, the most outrage coming from it, you know, and their overview, this is from the Facebook website directly. They say they are committed to fighting the spread of misinformation on Facebook and Instagram. So they're linked. I didn't know that. But in many countries and regions, we work with independent third-party fact-checking organizations who are certified through the nonpartisan international fact-checking network to identify, review, and take action on this content. And it's pretty cut and dry. Um, I don't think that there should be, I, I don't know, but I have seen a lot of commotion around it saying that it might be infringing on freedom of speech to be fact-checking certain information. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, for one, what about the news media? Not just social media, but oh, exactly. what about the news media doing their fact-checking? 
Who do you think so. that they should be, or do you think that they should keep out of it? I think they should be to any kind of media that is giving information. Why don't you do your fact checks before you announce it to the public? Because right. there's been so much in history of misinformation and even disinformation. Right. And the biggest thing that I've seen, even like, especially right now, I, th I know that everybody's heard about it, but like the Asian hate crimes, I've seen a lot of stuff about the coronavirus. If you even have China virus, Chinese virus, or any of the other derogatory things that Trump has said about the coronavirus or anything like that, it gets taken down. Also, the complete ban of pretty much anybody who's involved in Trump's team, like they are not allowed on like any social media platform anymore unless they create their own. Do you think that that should be allowed? There should be some kind of regulation in that? Or does that infringe on like freedom of speech? Because I feel like that's the biggest outrage and that's everybody's defense to it as to why we shouldn't be taking these people's platforms away. Well, listen, your platform is not like some guaranteed right in the Constitution. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. um, you sign up for terms of agreement with Facebook and Twitter and every app that you're on, as a matter of fact. So you got to play by the rules. These are This is not government control. This is companies controlling information. There's a reason why the liberal media is referred to as the mainstream media, because that's what we're using as mainstream facts and not necessarily sure why that is or how that came to be. But that's the reality that we live in. And that's what is being used to decide which information is true and which information is false. That said, um, and I didn't do this because I didn't feel a need to. But, I mean, I'm vaccinated now. My mm -hmm. period is up, so I'm good to go. Everybody I know that got at least the first dose posted a picture on it. And every single person who posted, I saw a fact-checked uh, from Facebook. Like, they're just throwing them out there. Like, if you just use certain words, it's they don't even care. And I think that's also confusing. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes you think you're posting something that's right, and it probably is. But if you're saying certain words, it just gets it just gets that little note there that Facebook puts on it for some odd reason. I've never seen the fact check on anything like just borderline. Go on my mom's page and you'll see it all over oh, the place. That's what I mean. I've seen fact checked in that aspect where it's like actually deservingly so, but I have not seen, all I've seen is like a little inbox that says like this is information about COVID-19 when people post like vaccination records and stuff like that. Right, because they're just blanket assuming that you're saying something stupid. No, but it's not a fact check. It's just the yeah, but it is COVID thing. You think? But so? it is a fact check. That's exactly what it is. So whatever, whatever. I mean, again, I've seen people go on there and they're like, "Yeah, I got the, I got the, the vaccine, and I was sick for four days, and I wish I hadn't gotten it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the Zuck isn't going to let that fly. And so they're they're just pot if you use the word vaccine or coronavirus or COVID. It seems as if that's just going to be on your thing. Now, again, should social media be fact-checking? Yes, 100%. And I, I've been very clear on this for a really long time. You know, even at Facebook, this independent fact-checking group that they use, they've got people from like Bart, Bart right? What is it again? Breitbart. Yeah, Breitbart. <laughs> Literally on Daily Caller also has members that are on that fact-checking team. So it's not like it's just CNN and, like, the, the liberal media is all. Everybody gets a say in what is correct or not. And it simply comes down to you got to be able to prove it, like Kimberly said before, and you need evidence for that. Mm -hmm. And when there is no evidence... It, it, it makes for something to easily be fact-checked, and I think that's where we are now. But, yeah, they 100% should. That whole thing about whether they're platforms or publishers, or it doesn't matter. Just the same. The rule is the same for both. If you have information that is false, 
supposed to fact check it. True. Um, well, Facebook has relaxed its rules within the past year on the fact checking. Apparently, that's what they've come out in a statement saying that they were going to do is relax it because there has been so much outrage towards it. And I think that that might be because they're just going and doing everything. Because I do think that the fact check is really useful when you're going and you're either spreading something hateful or something like that. But when you do put it on everything, I, it is really confusing because it's like, what can you talk about and what can you not? I remember when we had like a certain person on our show, we've gotten fact checked before. And like, that's not what the whole show about was about, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally. Well, sure. Right. I mean, we were literally running audio or video actually uh, and audio of, of the president saying something that was false. And, oh, that's when it happened? Yeah, you remember that? Oh, we ran that, yeah, that yeah, video, yeah, and it had yeah. been banned from social media. And I literally ran a banner while he was speaking that said everything he's saying is a lie. Mm -hmm. And yet still, because this is the problem with Facebook. When they say that they've got fact checkers, I don't believe them. I think their fact checkers is F10, and they're just running a scan and boop, boop, boop. They're not really looking at these things to see what's actually happening. my I immediately protested them taking our thing down, and I was like, you guys obviously aren't watching this. I mean, we were showing people what 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 is, because this is the other thing. People were like, well, would the president say that was, that was not true? But it was banned from social media, so you couldn't watch it to know. Mm -hmm. So how do you know it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, that's to me is censoring, like in a stupid way, in a way that doesn't help. So I, I think that if Facebook is going to fact check, I think they need to hire more people. Or is it a system that is actually like an algorithm that right. picks up on keyword sounds and even writings that boom, 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 boom. And it's a, like a computer system. That's actually doing the fact checking instead of someone. I mean, come on, someone all day long at a computer fact checking everything. I mean, I'd like to think insane. that's what's happening, but I doubt it. I mean, that doesn't seem. That's a good question. I'm asking, like, well, wait a minute. You know, how would they know if they didn't see it for themselves? Or is it like an algorithm like YouTube and all Instagram, Facebook has algorithms? So my question would be, who is actually doing the fact checking then? Yeah, you're right. It is probably nobody. But that does kind of bring me into my next thing, which is like big news outlets and stuff like that. So my first question is, does anybody regularly consume the news? No. I, no, I get... I get reading articles, notifications on like Apple News. Mm -hmm. And then I, I get feel like that's probably like the best way to go, especially when we're talking about getting right information, because I know so many people who swear up and down that something is right because they heard it on the news. And that used to be how it was back in the day. But now when this kind of stuff comes into play, there's now a Fox News long suit or lawsuit because of so many things like with the China virus thing they were spewing that all over the news and now there's all these hate crimes so they're getting sued for defamatory statements they were just showing videos of riots from last summer when talking about this Derek Chauvin trial that and saying that they were happening right now or they were expecting them to happen when there has been no riots at all they're just like spreading a whole bunch of misinformation. But the biggest thing, and it seems like the most prominent lawsuit that anybody would have a chance winning against them would be this after the election, the bizarre conspiracy theory that they, that Biden somehow stole the election, that there was election fraud. They were putting that all over the news for so long where it's like people still really believe that. And it's these independent thinkers who have done their own research to come to this conclusion, but their research is not actually research. I, that's just, it's sad that it's gotten to this point. 
It really is. And, and that, you know, I ask, well, why? What has happened to society to where, one, we're no longer freedom thinkers? You know what? You, you, we're human beings. We can't think outside the box and think for ourselves. Society mm -hmm. and media, religion and politics all take part, partake in all this. What, ha, what, what is the solution to it? That's my question. Well, I mean, that's what this whole like lawsuit is about. And they have honestly come out a lot of these announcers and stuff. And honestly, I'm not familiar with them. They have to come out and say that it's not a news show anymore, which I find it really crazy that they can still be called Fox News. But they've come out and say that they it is just an opinion show at this point. But I don't understand why can you still broadcast it that way as a news show? Well, so listen, it, it's, I mean, CNN operates the same way Fox does, where the morning is uh, a talk show mm -hmm. where they're having on guests and they're just spewing opinion on stuff. And then right. I think at like 10 o'clock, the news starts and the news ends at like five. And then for the rest of the night, like leading up to Tucker Carlson and Janine Pirro and on the other side, Rachel Maddow and, and whoever... Whoever they've got going. I mean, I, I I haven't watched Fox or CNN in ages. I see clips on the internet from when they do some or say some ridiculous things or make some outrageous accusations. The the national news media and specifically Fox and CNN have done a lot of damage to information. Because for a really long time in the media business, the saying was, it's better to be first than to be right. Mm -hmm. You want to break the story first. You're not worried about the details. That's what the guys who do it later on do. They correct you on all the mistakes that you made, but you broke the story. And, I mean, we still live in a world where that's going on, where people are, I mean, everybody wants to break news. Like, that's where it's at. Um, for Fox News, I, they were in a really weird spot because the president was making things up. And you were supporting that guy mm -hmm. for ages. And he started saying crazy stuff with no proof. And we know there's no evidence because there were 65 court cases and he lost every single one of them. So there was no evidence of that. And Fox News like they did with the Seth Rich case many years ago, just continued to repeat it until literally threatened with a lawsuit. You know, it's it's funny. Dominion and, um, oh, what's the other company, Victoria? Smart, smart. Uh, Smartmatics, is that what it's called? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I mean, they're, they're actually competitors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They actually compete in most markets and cities. They don't necessarily uh, have their technologies collide, uh, as, as was the case in one or two places, but that's generally not the case. As far as those uh, same voting booths being used in Venezuela uh, for Hugo Chavez, who, mind you, so everybody knows, he's long been deceased now, Hugo Chavez. But when they actually used the Smartmatics voting booths in Venezuela, they were described by election officials there as very accurate. So even in a dictatorship, um, those things still did their job. And so I feel bad for the My Pillow guy because I haven't seen Can anybody talk about that. I haven't oh seen anybody God. take this much of a fall since MC Hammer. Um, oh my where God! I am so the glad world was you your oyster, and then um, geez, just get your get your act together. This guy's really putting all of his. Here's my here's my other thing, basket. and listen, I don't care who you support for politics. Right. I, I was I was talking to my mother about this earlier today. My mother's like, I watch your shows. You get very heated. And I was like, <laughs> no wonder your blood pressure's up. <laughs> that's what she, that's exactly what she said. 
uh, my blood pressure is – my doctor was like, you, you, it's, you're like you're having a heart attack all the time. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just keep it here, and so, like, I'm just still going. Um, <laughs> feel it? I really feel that. Laugh it off, Joe. Laugh it off. It's fine. <laughs> so, listen, this, this, this lawsuit is um, – mind-boggling that that we're at this at this case i don't care who you like as far as politicians go i don't really like any of them Mm. and i would certainly never hold any one of them up to like gold star standard or like superhero cult figure like i was a big fan of ronald reagan as a kid i look back on the trickle down economics didn't work Mm. uh it's not a it's not a good system and it failed and I can look back on that now and I could say my favorite president, his his big economic plan for success just made the the rich richer. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. It, it's it's something that again, I mean, I've read the guy's journals and his and autobiographies and stuff, um, or biographies rather. I don't think anybody ever cared more than Ronald Reagan did. But he had very old school conservative values. He wanted the country to be a certain way. But again, you you can't hold any of these. Joe Biden's not a superhero. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris isn't a superhero. Congratulations on on her accomplishments. But now you're going to do your job, and that's what wow. you get judged on is how you do your job. Kimberly and I talked about this on the phone the other day. Uh, again, I don't care who you are, which party you're in. Your job is to work for us yep. and to look out for us. And far too often. Um, something I heard uh, earlier this year uh, from Tulsi Gabbard was Nancy Pelosi told her at orientation day, you're not here to like win your constituents. You're here to win votes for the party. Like that's what we're here for. And -hmm. I don't like that mindset. We've got two parties. So you're both equally powerful, plain and simple there. there, I mean, you should be looking out for the people, you know, I like Nancy Pelosi, but when she walked out of the White House from Trump, like no deal, all smug, you're killing us out here. You're you're not helping. Go back inside and go work that out. Right. You know, I, I, I mean, again, I, I, I don't like what either party is doing. Neither do I. Right now, things are super calm. And it's the reason for the last like three months, Victoria, we haven't really talked about the news because there is none it's the reason why people were flipping out about Pepe Le Pew because things are super calm mm-hmm. I mean we we went from having the worst country on the planet as far as COVID was concerned yeah. to having the best COVID vaccine vaccination efforts the world has ever seen right and so kudos to Biden and the Democrats they they did a good job with that there's not much else to complain about but you know what's going to happen in like two, three months? The economy's going to open up. Mm-hmm. And it's either going to go well or it's going to go poorly. And that's when the news will be real again because we'll actually have information and facts and a situation that we can Maybe. judge. Because right now, listen, we're still for the most – I mean – Connecticut just announced. I mean, I think we're like a month away from opening up, maybe, or the slow open begins. Oh yeah, it's so, May nineteenth or something. Right. I'm saying like there's still a ton of time here before the world starts to get back to normal. And I think when that happens, um, and then as far as Fox News is concerned, this is just the way it's been. It's it's part of the reason I stopped being a Republican, and part of the reason I just don't watch Fox News anymore. I mean, it's a joke. They're they're not out there trying to do to, they're not out there to 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 give you real information, but this also comes down to perspective. Your audience is white people, conservative leaning. You're trying to say what they want to hear, and you're speaking to their fears and concerns, just like the the liberal media does to the liberals. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean it's. Plain and simple, but bottom line is is you still have to hold your your politicians accountable. If you're Fox News, you still have to hold Republicans accountable. If you're CNN, I mean CNN ran Al Franken out of office for crying out loud. They did that. Mm, yeah. So 
Well, we, isn't, we, I mean, not for nothing, but this show is Divided We Stand. Is it the news media on a favoritism with politicians? Well, I mean, I mean it and I'm like, wow, you're just bad mouthing the other. Why not find a solution or, you know, point out some positive, you know, okay, well, this, you know, politician did this. I see so much nitpicking on the oppositions between these news medias that it's getting ridiculous. They're bad mouthing, they're disrespectful. And I'm like, just. Talk the news. I don't want your opinion. I want information that is actual, accurate of what's going on. I don't need your opinion of what you think. Right. But I feel like in in the past, what, two, maybe three decades now, it's becoming that. I Listen, I, I had a real quick, I had a conversation with uh, a Republican mayor from Connecticut, pretty well-known guy who's going to be joining the show. I don't want to spoil it yet because uh, mm -hmm. he's he's uh, couldn't make it tonight, unfortunately, even though he was all jazzed up about being here tonight. Um, I, He said to me the other day, because he, he I mean, I, he knows I, I mean, I'm still registered as a Republican. Mm -hmm. Still registered that way. And he said to me, he's like, Joe, what are you doing out there? He's like, I was watching you on that show. And I said, Leo, whoops. I said, Dude, listen, <laughs> I just want this party to do better. Why is that bad? Why is somebody saying, guys, you're doing a horrible job. Do better. Why? How does that make me the bad guy? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, especially when there's so many people like it, this is why I'm so glad that you brought up Mr. Mike Lindell. If y'all are not familiar with the MyPillow guy, he has now created an app. He is I, I'm pretty he's just invested everything into this app. It is called Frank, but it's not an app. He is marketing it as an app. It is not an app. It is just a website. You can only access it through the Web page, but I'm pretty sure it is down. He claims that two billion people we're trying to access it at once. Two billion, two billion, two billion people. Oh, the more, yeah, two billion people were trying to access it at once. And he also on there got a phone call from who he thought was going, he was going to be speaking to President Donald Trump. That's who he thought that he was going to be speaking to. But it was just somebody random calling in. He has absolutely no filtration. People calling his personal phone number. And you have people like this. Honestly, people who are, I think he's losing it. I think that he is losing it. Broadcasting their stuff as real news. And you can't say you cannot use any profanity. And you also cannot use the Lord's name in vain on this app. Frank, I suggest, honestly, I suggest if anybody has time, go to a deep dive into Mike Lindell because he is uh, he is something else. Um, but I think that that's why it is so important to have proper representation and to have somebody like Joe and to have a show like this that's honest and not that. We're not getting calls from Joe Biden, and we know that. I, listen, <laughs> I feel bad for people like Mike Lindell Absolutely. because he, here's let me tell you why. It's pretty clear that that guy believes everything that he's been told okay mm -hmm. and it seems like somebody told him there was a lot of evidence and he's basically staking everything he has on it because in his heart of hearts that's what he wants to believe and that's a sad thing and it's sad when people are being fed misinformation and again to see this guy ruin his company and maybe his life for something that I mean, here's the thing about Donald Trump, like ultimately why I don't like him. He doesn't care. He doesn't mm -hmm. care at all. Well, he doesn't. He just doesn't care at all. And so to see somebody like that go all in on that guy, it's like, oh no, dude, he's there were 65 lawsuits. And he lost all of them. Everyone in the Supreme Court that he stacked with conservatives was like, sorry, dude, can't help you. What I mean, what more evidence could you possibly want that that election? Again, here's my other point. Kimberly, 
if they were going to rig the election, why would Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham still be in office? Wouldn't they have just been like, get them all out? If you're gonna if you're gonna rig the election, how do you explain the fact that Mitch McConnell destroyed his opponent in in Kentucky and Trump did okay? Mm-hmm. And same thing in South Carolina. And he tanked Georgia and he cost them those two Senate seats. So I, yeah. he's he's doing a lot more damage than he is good. And again, at the end of the day. Whether Donald Trump stays in politics or goes rides off into the sunset, he's going to be fine either way. Well, I'll tell you right now what he is actually doing. This is another thing. I really wish we had the video so we could play it. He is literally talking at, like, bat mitzvahs and stuff. Um, he seems to be doing quite the show. He is literally touring, and you can hire Donald Trump to speak at your wedding, to speak at your event. But let me just warn you, he goes into a campaign. It's literally, and it's just, a, it's just his campaign. He starts talking about, oh, and Biden and the gas prices. He will do that at your wedding for warning. But you can hire who was the president to speak at your event. And I'm not kidding. That's what he's wow. doing right now. The former president is speaking at events. <laughs> Well, that's what all former presidents do after they get out of office. That go to bat mitzvahs. <laughs> yeah, you be amazed. Clinton. Wow. I mean, uh, Carter, even Reagan, all of them, even the Bushes, they went Ooh. to events. Wow. It, it's about this. They get paid to come to events. It's another side gig. I think that that's just what he likes. I think he I think that's the whole thing about being president for him and I feel like this might this is why it's like the perfect thing for him. He likes the show, he likes the performance, but he doesn't actually like the the job job. So I think that this is good for him. He gets to be the center of attention and he, you know, all eyes on him. He gets to, you know, talk his talk and walk let his me, um, walk. Let me quickly retract my statement about feeling bad for Mike Lindell. I just read <laughs> He actually was one of the people who paid for the Kenosha shooter, Kyle Rittenhouse's bail. Bruh. Well, am I surprised? I mean, no. what are you doing? Like, that is... No. Don't do not do well, that. That's the thing. But people again, like right? really believe that that is justified and well, that he should have right, been there. Because that was part of the revolution. And right. again, if you believe that that was happening, there's something wrong with you. Mm. I mean, right. So here's the thing about the Second Amendment people. And I and listen, I like the Second Amendment. I like guns. They're awesome. But here's the thing. OK. Um, There's there's no amendment that doesn't come with some restrictions. You just got to understand that. Right. You know, well, there, I'm that, but I mean, look when that Second Amendment was originally created. Yeah. It was created in 1776 and then ratified in 1787. And it was back in those times. You got to stop and think, what was it like back in those times when this was written? And it's in a language that's so outdated. Well, when we like, we always talk about it on this show. Like when you really look back on it, they wanted to give us like absolutely no rights. And then they right. were like, eh, maybe yeah, give them something, you know? They didn't even want to. Now, here's something interesting. You want to talk about politics. When I, I, my daughter had to do a history assignment and that's how I came across this. I'm like, what? I don't remember them teaching me this in, in history. And I got like really curious and it, it wasn't Republicans and Democrats back, back in those days. It was Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. So I was like, well, wait a minute. When did the Republicans and Democrats became that name? If it was the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists back then. And then because there was like, what, only 13 states that became, you know, with that Constitution. It wasn't the whole 50 states. And then that's where the electoral electoral votes came in, was the population. Well, now things have changed and evolved. So wouldn't it just make sense to 
change it to where it's in modern times. And you know what? I'm sorry to have to say this, but looking even on the news and even in social media, the American people have no common sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because of their behavior and what they're doing, you're just showing that we look stupid and we're a laughing stock in other countries. Yeah, look, the, the fact that we deal with the gun violence in this country that we do and we do nothing about it is embarrassing. You know, we don't have to do what Australia did and ban guns. You know, uh, no one's saying that, but you got to do something. And it can't just be thoughts and prayers over and over again, because I, I think that gets old fast. And again, here, I'll tell you what, after Parkland, and what was that about the 10th shoot, school shooting that year? Yes. Uh, and they, they got super loud about it. And I remember saying on this show, right after that happened, I said, the Republicans are in big trouble. Because all these 17-year-olds are going to turn 18, and they're going to get whomped in the next election. And you saw the vote difference that Joe Biden got over Hillary Clinton. I mean, almost two to one new voters went Democrat. And this, is again, goes back to what I'm saying about the Republican Party. You're, you're failing on a grand scale here. It's not cool to be a conservative kid right now. just isn't. Let me there, tell you and, this and, too. And, and there's and the reason it's not is and George George W. Bush just came out and said this the other day. It's very nativist. It's very nationalist. It's yes. not a good look for a political party. No, now listen, no. you can't you can't control who associates with you. Just like Antifa associates obviously more with the Democratic Party. If white supremacists are identifying with the Republican Party. That's fine. I don't think there's anything they can do about it, but that doesn't mean you cater to those people. That's right. And not, it's like that's I would not your rather job. be it's associated with Antifa than these like white nationalists. Let me tell you right. that. But listen, you don't have to cater to Antifa if you're a Democrat. You think they're going to no, vote Republican? Nobody's saying that, but like, but still, saying, like your choice. Victoria, what, what would be the penalty for a Democratic politician in a Democratic town to be like Antifa? Like, beat it. We don't want you around here. Right. We're not going to vote for you. Who are you going to vote for? The Republican? Right. I doubt it. You're not. Exactly. You're not doing that. You have no choice. The, I, again, I go back to the posturing, and Kimberly, I know we've talked about this. Paul Ryan, when the, the grab him by the pussy tape came out, mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to vote for Trump. Oh, you're going to vote for Hillary? No, you're not. You're the head of the Republican Party. Of course you're going to vote for Trump. I mean, why why go out there and posture about it? Here's what he should have said. That was a horrible, horrible thing to say. But, I mean, look, that's the guy. That's what he does. I'm still going to vote for him. I would have had more respect. I would have had more respect for Paul Ryan if he would have said that. Then, again, I'm going to have to think about who I'm voting for. No, you're not. Most people already know who they're voting for. You're probably a Democrat or you're probably a Republican. And you're picking that person. You're just going right down the card. Yep. Yep. I don't know this person, but there's an R. And that's what you do. But here's the thing I want to ask. It's, you know, whenever. Oh, okay. Well, if I'm a, I'm independent, it's on my voter's card. I'm happy to show that. I'm independent because growing up in history between the Democrats and the Republicans, it seemed like they were all talk no action, you know, broken promises and things happening and whatnot. I just sat on the, like on the fence observing these parties and I'm like, Where, what, what really are you doing? Are you for the corporations because you're getting the contributions from your campaigns and then now you owe them a favor? Is that what's going on here? Because something's not adding up. Something's not you know, it, it's not making sense. There's something like when you get that uneasy feeling when mm-hmm. you get information and doesn't mm, resonate with you, that's a sign like something's not right. And the thing that I I, I want to know is when is it going to be that 
both parties come together and say, you know what? Enough is enough. We got to find solutions where all is taken care of. Everybody's taken care of. It's a win-win situation. We would have less problems. Well, do you think that that is a result of people not being independent thinkers or there being so much of a divide between what people want, where it's like we can't get enough people behind one idea for something to actually happen? Well, here's the thing I notice: It's like if you're a Republican, you'll just go and vote for all the Republicans. If right. you're a Democrat, you'll go and vote for all the Democrats. You won't even. It's gotten to where it's a, a psyche, mental programming or whatever, that, that, but you don't even bother checking the, the candidates to see, hey, are you qualified to be a candidate for my state? What mm -hmm. have you done as your certain current position that you've been, that you want to run governor, senator, whatever? Councilman, whatever, what have you accomplished while you were in office? Because that should determine if you are hired or not or voted for. We are the boss. We are the employers. And we call we should call the shots of who's qualified. You could get fired if you go to work for anybody else. Your employer can fire you no matter what. But once you get in office, there's, you know, you got to get voted out. Mm-hmm. Let me give you two good examples of things that have happened in the last few years. Joe Cowley was the Democrat out of the Bronx representing that district. White guy. He didn't even live there. And he wasn't doing anything for his district. And that's where AOC came from. The people mm -hmm. in her neighborhood were like, this guy sucks. He doesn't do anything for us, but we're going to vote for him because he's a Democrat. And she was like, I'll run. And they were like, yes. And now look where she's at. Exactly. On, the other, on the other hand, do you guys remember Dr. Eric Cantor from Ohio? Yes. He was uh, the Republican House Speaker during the Obama administration. And him and Obama were homeboys. Homies. Like they just For hit days. it off. They got along. And you know what the Republicans did to Eric Cantor? They primaried him in Ohio, and they got him the hell out of office. For what? Maybe this COVID thing would have been because, solved a little bit faster if we still had they, So here's what happened in 2010. Uh, the, the Republicans decided that they will just never compromise on anything. That's the new plan. Got it. And I, I mean, I, again, as someone who's always loved and been into politics and has always been, again, I, I personally, I'm a conservative person. That's just how I live my life. Okay. As far as how it should go for everyone else, all day, all you, you know, I have very liberal views on, cause I don't care. I don't care what you do at, at all. I know how I live my life and how I'm raising my family. I don't care. I don't care what anybody else does. And I think everybody should adopt that. Uh, the, here's where the Republican Party is at right now. It's like trans people, we're against it. What? You know what I mean? Like immigrants, no, we're against it. Whoa. I mean, really just anti every single Everything? person. You know, but when it comes to like cutting corporate taxes, yes, we're all there. Like, wait, what are you guys doing? Kimberly brought this up before, but like both sides are beholden to corporations and by big money donors, whether it be the Koch brothers or George Soros, who isn't the boogeyman. George Soros is a donor like the Koch brothers are. That's you. You need a billionaire backing you up financially. If you're a political party, you just do. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I don't like that idea. Cause again, you talking about like a patriarchy, a monarchy of sorts, I mean, why did we cut loose from the British? Come on, Hamilton fans. Why did we do it? You know, I, I don't like I, I don't like the fact. I mean, we, we made we made bribing politicians legal. In the yeah, form of right. we have a legal way to do it called lobbying. If they didn't have a new term for it, it would be bribery and it would be illegal. Instead, corporations and companies spend if you will. millions of dollars, billions of dollars a year to make things happen. There's an organization of like 
lawyers and researchers that basically write all the laws. And congressmen and senators just go in there and like, hey, I got an I think you didn't even read it. You don't even know what's in it. They don't care. So it there there's these people aren't doing their job. There's no accountability. I saw Carlos and Frank in there uh, from speaking at Real Fridays at nine, talking about term limits. I we've talked about that. I know I've talked to yeah. all of you guys about that. I found it curious. Ted Cruz actually put legislation in for it effective when his term ends, meaning he would still have two more terms. He didn't want to sacrifice himself uh, in putting that bill forward. He just wants to stuff it down everyone else's throat in the future, which again, come on, dude. Well, is that being selfish? Of course it is, right? Yeah, Lead that's by the name example. of the game, yeah. Lead by, but that's the thing, dude, right? And, and Kimberly and I talked about this too the other day. They they have their own insurance. They have their own benefits and retirement mm-hmm. packages. It's not the same garbage we get. That's got to that's gotta stop. Right. That's got to stop. Everybody's got to be on the same level. I bet you govern different that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the next thing that I kind of want to talk about, and I feel like I talk about this a lot, but like this is going to be the most in depth that I feel like we cover it because when we talk about different parties and like them favoring certain things, what comes to my mind most is cancel culture because you talk about this guy, Mike Lindell, he's like, throw away this, or the Republicans being like, no, we are not doing trans people. We are canceling trans athleticism. What I don't understand is the double standard number one for cancel culture as to why one party can do it but another party can't for god's sake donald trump canceled the entire nfl what's up you can't this is an entire sports league he canceled it you're done that's it that's what happened so i like i don't understand why when one party decides to cancel a skunk it's a huge deal but this guy can cancel we're canceling nike we're not wearing shoes anymore and we're not watching football why why is that a thing and why is there such a double standard that people don't recognize because all i hear nowadays is cancel culture i'm so over this cancel culture but at one point are you do you not see the hypocrisy in this well so it's a matter of your opinion and perspective mm. right because one man's cancel culture is another man's censorship right So it depends on who they're doing it to and what they're talking about before you decide exactly how you feel about it. And I do think there's a difference between cancel culture and holding people accountable. Um, I think Jimmy Kimmel's a great example of that. You know, they went back on his The Man Show, which was meant to be outrageous and satirical, and he had done blackface as basketball player Carl Malone who's one of the greatest players of all time, and none of you know who he is other than the fact that that's who he was mocking in the bit, okay? Um, and they wanted to cancel Jimmy Kimmel, and we were like, nah, that was stupid. Thing. Nobody really that was, was like, cancel him. Who right. was like that, though? Like, that's, As I, I said, feel like, the problem with it. Sure, but I said this a few weeks ago, too, when they we all debate about Eminem. We've already had that conversation, like, 20 years ago. Right. And we were like, yeah, I mean, if you don't like it, just don't listen. And look, if somebody's got a toxic brand, cancel it. And and if people look, that's what capitalism is. And this is the other thing that gets me with the conservatives who are super cancel culture. Do you, do you believe in capitalism or you don't? Right. Again, see, and and. I like I like logical consistency. I think your logic needs to apply in any situation and every situation. Otherwise, you're full of crap. That's that's what it boils down to. So if you don't see it on your side, but you only see it on the other side, then you're who I'm talking about. You 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 can't blindly follow your political party. You can't blindly follow your religion. You can't blindly follow your family, your parents, your spouse. You can't blindly follow anything. There there has to be accountability. You know? Again, Kimberly, back to my conversation with my mom. My mom was like, you know, you get on these podcasts, your blood pressure, and you're up there screaming. And I'm like, it's an act. I don't care. 
I don't care who the president is. I mean, I'm a 45-year-old homeowner in Connecticut. I'm set. I'm good. Nobody's messing with me. It's a good life. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who's in office as far as I'm really concerned at the end of the day. I love the Yankees. I want them to win the World Series every year. I rant and rave. I don't really care, to be honest. I have nothing invested in the Yankees. Nothing. No, but you know what? You know what, though, blindly following the, you know, religion, parents, and and politics, I thought about this when I was trying to get the script and everything that you shared with me so I'd have some knowledge of what you guys were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what's funny? The behavior, it's like politics has become a new religion, and they act just as bad as the religious people do. Yes. Right. And that's also... There's nothing not right with this. (laughs) Right. That's something that we talk a lot about on this show is religion and how me and Joe are probably the most um, anti-religion, I guess, atheist people that you'll ever come across in your entire life. And what is your stance on not only just like religion, but it being involved in the government, even though I understand that the United States is supposed to be a place where we don't do that and it is obviously getting incorporated in there and laws are being made based on that, especially for the past four years. What do you think about that? Well, you know, when I go down the street and I'm driving, I see a church on every corner. It seems like, or there's one every couple of blocks. And I'm like, wow, it's like becoming a business. Mm-hmm. There's Bingo. so many <laughs> churches of different, and I'm like, wow, it's just a, a, a business. You got and it's and it's tax free. What's better right, than that? It's very profitable. Let me tell you that it's probably the most profitable business that you could ever think of. One of the biggest scumbags I've ever known in my life moved to Florida and bought a church. Florida, that's, there you go, I, War, I, red flag number one. I don't know what happened after that. I just know he bought a church, he moved to Florida, and I assume there are, I would bet, a pretty good, he's he's one of those people that will say or do anything if you could put money in his hand. Honestly, me. <laughs> You you wouldn't do that. You got morals. Buy a church? Oh, you don't know me, sir. <laughs> if I would have like the church of like this, I would be the church of I'm I don't even know, just so I could be the president of something. I hate that in God We just Trust kidding. nonsense. In God We Trust shouldn't be on our money and um one nation under God also. And the school be. systems being required. You have I'll to stand also, up well, and I'll also it. point out that that the um that in God we trust and the um uh, during the Pledge of Allegiance that was added during the Red Scare of the nineteen fifties under President Eisenhower. So it's not like it's not like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were like one nation under no. Hmm. No, absolutely not. They were very clear that it's separation of church and state. And the reason is is because they were they all knew. They all knew what was going on. And oh, and yeah. they lived in an era where you couldn't you couldn't say like, come on guys, there's no god. There's no one's running the show here. This is <laughs> you're on your own. Do the best you can. And you know what? There is a misconception of God right. in itself. Mm-hmm. Right. What does that even mean? What 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 is what is God? Who is God? What does that even mean? Right. Right? What and, and to what degree? Here's the other thing, right? Even if there was a God, say there is, maybe there is. I don't know. I shouldn't well, say that there isn't. Here now. Well, so I mean, look, there's zero proof. Of, of a God, as far as, as we know, but what are we looking for? If you're looking for a, a, a wise old man with a beard sitting on a cloud, well, that's not what it is. Mm-mm. We know that the universe is expanding at a ridiculous point to where most of the current observable galaxy will pass the, hori- uh, the uh, well, what's it called, the... Uh, a vertical horizon point or whatever it is. And and that stuff will be even outside of the Hubble telescope's reach. There's points in the universe that in a few hundred years, we're never going to be able to see again. 
So Mm -hmm. is there a God on the other end of this, some entity or being that made it all happen or created it? I don't know. But that said, if there is this great force, this great energy, and I love that idea a lot. Yeah. Does he care who I have sex with in what position? (laughs) Does he care what I eat afterwards or how I cut my hair? I mean, that that sort of nonsense is, that's the man-made, like, I'm assuming if there's a God, he wants what I think it should be, and I'm going to tell you that. Right. And, I mean, again, got to be able to, you know, what is is God, and in what way does religion, you know, incorporate God? Nobody could possibly ever know what God is thinking. We don't know if, if a God even does think. So how can you interpret God's thoughts? Exactly. Well, well, here's here's through experience and asking my own questions, thinking outside the box, because I was brought up in religion. And going through what I went through, I was like, there's something not right with this. You know, I was in abusive marriages and had kids, and I'm like, is this what I was created to do? I thought God loved his, his children. And right. why am I getting abused? I mean, is this what it, it's all about? I mean, there's got to be more to life than this. If there isn't, then sign me out. Take me back wherever. And that's when my, my spiritual journey came to. And I started experiencing things. I'm like, Wow. Well, that makes more sense than what I've been told. You know, we are all a energy and there's this greater intelligence that keeps your heart beating without you even thinking about it. Keeps your, your, your breathing in and out without you even having to think about it. That's something like really, if you think about it, fuck, that's amazing. <laughs> You know, um, and then what if that is an essence of this divine spirit, greater intelligence that if you want to call it God, go be, you know, do so. But then we are creators then. So how powerful is that? And if you look at history, those people have the same power we did. And look what they did. Destroy, violence, war, created religions created all this stuff and look at us the average person that hasn't even tapped into that got that understanding tesla wrote wrote about it albert einstein wrote about this stuff then there's ancient writings from ancient civilizations that wrote about this and included the solar system in it the pyramids now they got a thing about the pyramids that have this energy and whatnot. So you ask a question, you start questioning everything, and I guarantee you, you'll find the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you so much, Kimberly, for being on this week, and I would love to have you on again. If you want to see more on that and more on what she was just touching on, make sure to go to clovercrossmedia.com slash wake up with Casey. You like, how do you not want to hear about that? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am a huge fan of of Kimberly. Her shows are uh, very well researched, and um, you know, you got to. She said she said it a couple times tonight, and and I think her show's all about it, sort of thinking outside the box, beyond. You know, I mean, we were we were taught a certain set of facts as children that um, our parents reinforced, and as we got older, we found out it was all bullshit. You yep. know. And that's really disappointing. And as you get older, you're just you just want to know what's really going on there. And it's like your life's journey to undo the programming and all the lies you've been told and then reinforced with uh, to try to make headlines of what's going on. Yeah, seriously. And if we can all do that, oh my God, life would get a little bit better. 
Exactly. On Fridays, you already know where everybody needs to be. And just before we go, I want to give another shout out to Rocky Hill Accountants. Just another thank you. Just in case you missed the beginning of the show, you know, if you have any tax needs, you know who to hit up Rocky Hill Accountants. And with that, you can catch us every Mondays at 8. That's it for me, y'all. Deuces. (laughs) 